Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Astro Energy Astrology Show on Blog Talk Radio with me, astrologer Shelley Overton. Each week we go over the planetary positions, discuss astrology, and take callers' questions. If you would like to call in and get a reading, you can call 347-994-3365. Call in early as the lines fill up. Welcome to the June 25th, 2019 edition of the Astro Energy Astrology Show. My name is Shelley Overton. I'm an astrologer in Orlando, Florida. I want to welcome you to the show. It's um, probably what I would consider Hades hot here in Orlando. I am not a big fan of hot weather. I'm not a fan of humidity. I'm from Colorado, so um, I guess I am in Orlando for family, but I'm hoping someday to go back west. But anyway, so part of the humidity, part of the moist air is Neptune, which is the topic of our discussion today. Um, let's see here. It's going to be 95 today. I was just checking on the weather. So Neptune. Neptune has been running interference, more or less, between Saturn and Pluto, which are conjunct in Capricorn, Saturn's at 18 degrees, south node is at 17, and Pluto is at 22. So the south node brings in energy from the past. It is a node of fate, which means that it is a fated point in the zodiac, and we have things and events that occur to us at that point which are significant and profound. On top of that, Pluto is within five degrees of the node of fate, and the south node of fate, which is the past. And Pluto is psychology and major life change, major shifts going on. And Saturn, which is in four, within four degrees of Pluto, is the planet of ownership and responsibility. He likes to tell everyone else where they need to be responsible. So when these planets get together, they compound the energies that they are about and that the sign they're in is about. So the sign of Capricorn is naturally ruled by Saturn. And so he is in his own element. He's in the earth element and he wants to systematize things. I've been thinking about this this week and 
I don't know, maybe it's out there in the universe, maybe it's in documents I haven't read, but it just occurred to me, as it usually does, because I'm an intuitive astrologer, I get information about astrology, usually laying awake in bed Monday or Tuesday morning, and I start thinking about the planets and where they're at, and then I start having aha moments. And one of my aha moments was the word architect. So architect is under the umbrella of Capricorn and Saturn because architecture is the structure of a building. Architects, therefore, are the people who create that and are also under the Capricorn umbrella. Then I started thinking further, and A-R-C-H, arch, of course, it connects to an arch in a structure, but it is also overarching. It is something like an umbrella, and it is a structure that is part of the energy and the archetype of Capricorn. Archetypes, having the word A-R-C-H, arch, or arch, in the name, is also under Capricorn. So the idea of an archetype, which came up in conversation this week, is about energy that is associated or uh, adjectives, descriptive words, descriptive ideas associated with a sign or a planet. And that idea is Capricornian and Saturnine, Saturnian. I don't know, whatever the word is. Say, I'm not good at that one. (laughs) Anyway, the point is, arch, anything with arch or arc in the title likely would be connected to Capricorn. And it gives you an idea of how Capricorn or Saturn works. Archetypes are definitive energy, or I shouldn't say, I mean, yeah, yes and no, because I know when stereotypes tend to be assumptions, archetypes are to me, slightly different stereotypes are cliches when something is assigned to someone or an energy that is assumed. Archetypes are actually attributes that are taken on by that energy. So I think it's a little bit more defined and a little bit more owned in that sense, that it is associated in a stronger way with a particular, in astrology, a particular sign or a particular uh, planet. So I just wanted to share that with you because it was on my mind and it came up this week about archetypes, architecture, uh, arch enemies. <laughs> it is the structure of something. And really, we've got all this energy in cancer today. And I might add, happy birthday to my mother. Today is her birthday. And so we've got sun in cancer, three degrees. North Node at 17 Cancer, Mars at 25 Cancer, and Mercury at 28 Cancer. So these planets have been opposing Pluto, Saturn, and the South Node. And, of course, the North Node has been opposing the South Node, as it always does. It's the exact same degree as the South Node, only on the opposite side of the world. So the North Node is where we take energy from the South Node and it gets transmuted into something more positive. And so it tends to be considered the point of fortune, a point of good fortune or good luck. It is not the uh, part of fortune that is defined by a different set of uh, mathematical formulas. I will talk about that another day, but the North Node is a fortunate energy, 
it is associated with how we move forward in our lives. And a lot of times we don't really know this energy very well. So we have to learn about this energy. Currently, we have Mars, which is taking action at 25 Cancer. Honestly, it's within a couple degrees of my natal, can- my natal Mars and Cancer. So I'm feeling this energy so strongly, I can't even tell you right now. It is emotional energy. It is connected with mom and probably even more so because my mother has four planets in Cancer and a Cancer rising. So it is very much associated with the mother archetype. Taking action with Mars and Cancer is associated with the home and family and domesticity. It can be about seeking more solid structure of security. It could mean systems and it can mean looking to career because careers almost, in my mind, always associated with Cancer because they are so closely linked just because the, the imagery of Cancer is the crab. So the hard shell is attached to the soft inner part of the crab, and the shell is Capricorn. So for this particular uh, binary, for a a word that seems to be popping up a lot, um, they're opposites. Opposites cooperate on some level as well as resist. So having Mars and Cancer opposite Capricorn, Saturn, Pluto is about security, about career, about home and family. So having Mercury at 28 Cancer means that it is the wrapping up, the culmination of an idea around home and family. It is thoughts around security and thoughts around uh, home systems and mother energy. It is a time of thinking about moving on and taking ownership of your own world and having a new place to settle in. Uh, That being said, my aunt is this week moving into a new abode. And so that very much resonates with her world. Um, Okay, so let me just get, there's so much to do. And I am kind of like, where do I begin? So today, uh, the 25th, we have moon in Aries at six degrees, which squares the sun. And so we're going to see an interesting energy with that because the moon answers to Mars and Mars is in Cancer. The sun is in Cancer. So on one side, there could be a cooperative energy, but on the other hand, moon squares the sun. So there will be friction, and I'm hoping that doesn't come out in my lunch with my mother today, but um, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. (laughs) Hopefully things will work out. Um, we also have moon in a square to the Capricorn energy, and Capricorn, of course, is where So it will be more prevalent tomorrow as the moon goes to later degrees, probably more later in the evening. The square will happen, and that is probably going to also be associated with what's going on in the government right now in our country and also what I deem to be Capricorn country, which is England. So I know they're going through their um, crises, so to speak, with what's going on in the structure of their government. We both have that. And it isn't surprising. Pluto is very close to to the degree it was in when the country was founded, America, and when we had a war with England. So that energy of war is still a shadow energy in this cycle. And so we're seeing that come out. 
Okay, um, I'm just trying to fast touch on all the energies going on this week so I can talk a little bit about the Neptune retrograde, which we didn't get to last week because there were so many other things that were on the on the list. Um, Uranus today is squaring Mercury, and Mercury, when he moves into Leo, will be in direct square to Uranus, and Mercury moves into Leo at 8.19 p.m. Eastern, 5.19 p.m. Pacific tomorrow. So um, he won't actually get an exact um, connection to Uranus until literally if you take Mercury one day, one degree, you can pretty much figure out how fast he moves with the exception of the retrograde because that, of course, slows him down. But usually in his forward motion, he goes about a degree a day. Um, He will be approaching that square so within this week, which honestly only adds to this T-square going on in the world and also exacerbating diplomacy with foreign entities. And uh, it will be a political, uh, not, excuse me, not political, uh, financial connection to what's going on in our thoughts about money. It is an energy that can be more willing to take risks. But honestly, normally Leo planets are good with risk and they are fortunate but Mercury in Leo squaring Uranus and Taurus is an awareness and an awakening around our thought processes that are much more self-serving and maybe working at odds with what society is saying and what the true trajectory of financial entities are feeling right now. I do think that there is going to be a difficult period coming up this year and going into next year with finances. And part of that is because we are changing the structure of our financial um, system in this country. That can also affect other countries, of course. Uh, Uranus rules more technology and ways of thinking and ideas, as well as um, innovation and invention and eccentricities, but eccentricities are only because the energy comes out from all directions. And it is also very creative energy because of that. So we're seeing a lot of shifts and changes around ideas associated with financial markets, um, business, retail, um, technology, science, astrology, astronomy, um, space, We just had a rocket go up last night. I didn't get to see it. I totally forgot it went up. It went up at 11 p.m., and I just didn't remember it. Um, But that's the kind of thing that's going up. We're looking to do more um, in probably more corporate atmosphere because Uranus also talks to Capricorn, which is the structure, and Virgo, which is the administrative side of things. So if you're an Earth sign, you're going to feel this energy in new and shifting systems. It can be a shift in computer systems. It could be a shift in financial systems, the structure of hierarchy within the business. All of those are under the uh, Uranus and Taurus energy. And then Mercury will be at odds because Mercury wants to connect and Uranus wants to detach. They are squaring each other. So the leadership also can be at odds with what the people within the organization are feeling right now. Uranus, um, wants to promote humanitarian causes. And in Taurus, it is humanitarian causes around environment and um, the, the energy of earth and earth awareness. 
It is also weather around Earth, so that's going to be stronger and stronger as Uranus goes through the sign of Taurus in the next seven years. Mercury in Leo is more about ideas and creativity associated with connecting and children. So there's going to be a strong disconnect here and already is, and we will see more information come out with Mercury going into Leo around what's going on with children and immigration. So keep an eye out for that. Um, anyway, let's see. Sun and Cancer, more expansion and awareness of uh, how our our security is met and how we feel comfortable and our ego needs. Um, Venus at 20, Gemini. She is opposite still, but fading opposition to Jupiter. And, of course, Neptune makes the T-square still. It's still within the orb of eight degrees either side of these planets. So we are seeing the T-square still strong in the sky, and it is still conflict energy, and it is still energy that will shift us. Uh, Neptune is at the fulcrum of this opposition, so Neptune wants to smooth things over. But again, the point of this broadcast is he is going to be retrograde. Actually, he did go retrograde, my bad, last Friday, and that was also the day of the solstice. So uh It was a water energy through and through, and it was an awakening of everyone to our emotions about things, to the the fluidity of the story and archival energies and history, ancestry, all of these things from the past matter, and they are connected to in an ethereal way, an esoteric way, a spiritual way that we are bringing in the energy of spirit in a very strong manner, especially because the retrograde happened in that same day as the solstice. So with Neptune going retrograde, he is normally uh, really bad at boundaries. He actually takes down boundaries. So wherever we find our boundaries, they usually with a uh, forward motion of Neptune, he will, work at taking those down and he does that through emotion through the energy of water and through the energy of psychic awareness and i know psychic energy the word psychic gets a bad rap i hear it all the time i am not that person i embrace the energy of the word psychic because it is a connection not only to spirit but also to the mind And it brings in energy from other realms, from esoteric realms. And that's what Neptune is all about. It's been substituted with the word intuitive, which I use myself. And yet I still find psychic to be very valid. I think people are psychic. It's a succinct word to bring in the energy that we are feeling. We are connected to the unseen. And Neptune does that. And the connection to the unseen will break down the boundaries in the material world. The material world is not the be-all, end-all of existence. It is seen that way in modern society and has uh, really become the norm and to the detriment of our own intuition and our ability to connect to spirit. And I find that really ironic considering that our society in America anyway is very strongly associated with religion and Christianity, yet it has been smashed out and tamped out of that religion to a great extent because it flies in the face of hierarchy. So 
having this energy in Neptune, it is trying to awaken us to the fact that every single one of us has a strong connection to spirit. We are very connected. And Neptune retrograde will pull back that energy. It will act more like the opposite sign of Virgo, which is more analytical and pragmatic. So we'll see ourselves having less tolerance for the things that we embrace as really not a problem, not a bother, and just, you know, part of society, part of our individual lives. So what Neptune does is Neptune gives universal love in the way a pet would. Um, It is unconditional. It is just accepting. Neptune retrograde is not less accepting per se. It is more cognizant of the things that it overlooked while moving direct. So we are in for a good, I would say, five months, moving into six months of Neptune retrograde. He goes direct on the 26th of November. Uh, So we've really got most of the summer and the fall, uh, going into the fall, excuse me, I forget, autumn starts in uh, September. So it'll be a couple months, not quite the full autumn will be Neptune retrograde, but Pretty much you can count on Neptune being retrograde almost half the year. So um, it'll be starting last Friday through the end of November. We will feel this awareness and alertness and pragmatism coming into our world. Um, Usually Neptune direct makes us a little bit more drowsy. I'm not saying that you won't feel that, especially with the moon going through Neptune, or Neptune going through Neptune, going through Pisces. But... um, you know, he's more alert, he's more awake, and he's more aware. He can be, in his retrograde motion, a little bit harsher because it is that pragmatic side that's coming out. So um, I remember last year, by the time Neptune was about to go direct, I was so over that, like, really just taking the rose-colored glasses off and everything is very hardcore, hard-edged. It's nice to have a little bit of that softness that Neptune brings when he goes direct and having having a world full of, you know, have-tos and practicality. I have four planets in Virgo. I'm not adverse to practicality by any stretch, but I'm also a lover of fantasy and visionary energy. So that's really nice to have. And Neptune retrograde is pulling back the curtain a bit on some of that. So These are the next five months of that, and if you're feeling a little bit beaten up by the end of this, I would not be surprised. So I'm just giving you that little heads up. Um, It is really good for being aware of things you have to let go of and, you know, wanting to truly make a change in your life that has been more difficult to make because you are so absorbed in other people's energy. I definitely have felt this. In the last few days, just my personal experience, um, you know, and honestly on some level, and I know usually I get these dates right there and my show will be about the dates of the shifts and changes. And we do have a solar uh, eclipse coming up. I believe solar. Hang on. Let me just look real quick. We have an eclipse coming next week. And I just have to double check if it's a solar or lunar. I think it is solar. So um, new moon, solar. On the 2nd of July, It'll be a new moon in Cancer, so that also is adding to all this water energy. And Mercury goes retrograde, coming up pretty quick here. It goes retrograde. My goodness. 
um, after he gets to four degrees of Leo, he goes tomorrow. Um, he goes tomorrow into the sign of Leo, and then he only gets to four degrees of Leo before he goes retrograde on Sunday the 7th. So we've got a lot of stuff coming up this week. Mercury retrograde, also on top of Neptune retrograde, means we are going back over the energy here of Leo, the first few degrees of Leo, so children and home and family. And that personally resonates to me because my daughter's going off to college, Jupiter's retrograde, going back into her fifth ha- our fourth house of home and family. And now we have this energy of expression and friendship, and it will going, be going retrograde back into home and family. So if you've been dealing with a lot of these energies of wanting to express out, moving forward with your energy, going on to a creative aspect and doing something different and new, and potentially even away from your family um, and expressing yourself more individually, but connecting to your soul group, you will feel that, but you'll also have to go back over some energy associated with family and, uh, you know, really immerse yourself in those thoughts again about what you want to do. Um, this affects me personally in going into a new career or not even a new career, but new energy around my career and also breaking away from certain family structures because this energy falls at my midheaven. Um, so we're going to see this shift around career, around home, and then a reevaluation because remember Mercury retrograde is re. So there's a reevaluation around what we're doing, where we're going, and what it's going to look like when we get there. So if you're not completely uh, understanding that, then you've got a, a couple weeks, two or three weeks, actually three, to get used to what's going on with that. So um, I'm going to take a call. Just give me one second here. Okay, we have 202. Let's see if we can get that. I'm doing my phone call through my phone, not online this time. 202, are you there? Hey, I'm here. It's Kate. How are you? Yay. Hi, I'm fine. (laughs) It works. Good. How are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. How are you with all this energy? Ooh, it's pretty whirlwindy. Um, the Neptune is it? I do, I do feel like it's making me clear, but I've been really tired, like yeah, dumb tired. I have too. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah, it actually is affecting me that way too. And I think it's it was accented honestly because the uh, planet or the satellite, really moon, the moon went over mm-hmm. Neptune in the last couple of days, and that will accent that tired feeling i absolutely yeah it. tired so, but also waking yeah. up and not yeah it's ironic isn't it <laughs> it's like yeah i'm feeling like, sleepy and yeah i'm feeling sleepy and yet i am feeling more alert and aware of things going on so um <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's weird but it's been a really exactly. stressful i actually say a couple months honestly what can i do mm. for you today um, I just want you to check out my chart and see what, you know, stands out to you. Um, I know I have a lot going on transit-wise, and, yeah, I just want yeah. to see stands, what stands out and also interested in. Okay. I think mm-hmm. you talked about the Saturn-Pluto 22, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, and I'm yeah. just realizing I think my part of fortune is at 22, so I'd like to know how that might affect me as well. Oh, okay. Um, do you know, I don't have it called up here, and quite honestly, I don't have a lot of time to look up a new chart to get the part of fortune. Do you know which sign it's in? Um, 
Um. Oh, my, you already have my chart in there, but um, the it's in Cancer. Yeah, but I don't have the part cancer. of fortune. Mark. Oh, I got you. Okay. Two Cancer in my second house, I think. I mean, in my third, in my seventh third house. house. Yeah. Third. Cancer rule. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. I don't know why my mind is thinking that your third house is Cancer, but yes, in your seventh. Um, it's right on the cusp too, between your seventh and eighth. So, yeah, that is actually the point I was going to look at anyway. So if that's your oh, part cool. of fortune, for those who don't know, part of fortune is what they call an Arabic part. It's just a formula, mathematical formula of distances between planets. I believe that one in particular is the sun to the moon, like the midpoint between the sun and the moon. I'm not totally sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to look it up. I mean, I know about it and I've researched it before, but I honestly have not uh, done it in a, lot, a long time, so I can't tell you off the top of my head. Um, but okay. another big part of fortune is the, the part, the pl- point in your chart where you gain fortune in your life. And so at 22 degrees, it is associated with partnership and associated with joint finances, which I did want to say is a trigger point in your chart because that's the degree Pluto is opposing. And so Pluto's at 22 opposite your part of fortune in Cancer. Mars is at 25 Cancer and Mercury went into or is at 28 Cancer, but about to go into Leo and then retrogrades back over not only Mars, but your part of fortune and the cusp of your uh, seventh and eighth houses. So it is a very significant month for you around deciding about commitment to partners or in romance, I should say romantic partners or business partners. And mm-hmm. um, it is Definitely rather business. fated. And, and, yeah. And it's fated around a, like a jumping off point. Like, are you going to be, taking ownership of your portion of it and will your partner notice and recognize that you have a say in things. And that's a really significant thing. So it is kind of a shift away from being the person who's always, um, you know, like the other person has a say to having more say in your partnership. Okay. So that I would say that's the focus of what's going on is really owning it, not being a doormat. And uh, mm-hmm. knowing what your needs are so that you can bring them to the table and make sure your partner knows that those needs have to be somewhat indelible. Like they are what you have to have to feel comfortable in that partnership. So does that translate okay. to what you're feeling? Yeah, for sure. It's, I have a lot of um, like partnerships that may be forming um, with my film. Like a- yeah couple of people who are interested in checking it out right now. So it's sort of like the mm-hmm. initial stages. Um, so, yeah, that's where I am. With awesome. That. Yeah, and then the other, I have to tell you another part of your chart, because I find really interesting right now that Jupiter's at 17 degrees, the south node's at 17 degrees, uh, Pluto's at 22, which is the degree Saturn and Pluto join next year. Uh, Saturn will be at 17 fairly soon. It's at 18, 14, so he's going to be at 17 degrees. So 17 and 22 are pretty significant, but you mm-hmm. do have Pluto at 22 in your chart, or 21 in your chart, which is only one degree off of what Pluto is at, and they are squaring each other. So mm-hmm. not only is there a square with the Mars energy in your chart, or I mean in the opposition with the Mars energy in Cancer in your chart to Pluto, but you have a square of Pluto Moon conjunction to Pluto Saturn. So that adds like, I would say when you look back on your life, this time in your career will be highly significant as a turning point for you. So mm. that's truly what I, I feel about 
you not only a turning point about doing what you want, but also getting your needs met and it's cardinal energy, which is initiation energy. And mm-hmm. it's, it's about um, the friction between sides and feeling comfortable and yet having a structure that supports you while being able to balance that. Um, if anything initiated in this time is really going to have this energy embedded in the chart. So um, having your natal energy of moon, moon Pluto conjunct in Libra is about you really truly as a person and as a generation want a nurturing balanced relationship. So Mm-hmm. If you are going to make a commitment, I would recommend you do it in the sign of Leo, which is uh, actually between the 11th of August and the end of the month, which will be a prime time for more cooperation and more creative okay. energy. So it's okay. Like I know a lot of people are really pushing towards the change right now. I've had readings where it's like, I've got to do this now. And I understand that drive to do it now. But remember, anything initiated right now is going to go through the Neptune retrograde, the Jupiter retrograde, the Mars retrograde, um, a solar eclipse, um, Mercury right. changing signs, like all these things. Uh, yes, it is about shift, but it is also about going back over those things. So that's not a really right. comfortable energy to have to deal with is having to redo it again, especially when it's so contrary in a chart. Okay. So it, what it's doing is it's awakening you and it's awakening, awakening all of us to the strong need to shift and change how we look at things. I think Neptune will help out seeing things more clearly so that by the time the year is over and literally within a week of um, Pluto going, excuse me, Saturn going into Capricorn, which is December 3rd, they're going to happen right around the same time. So it's going to be like, dreams coming true at the end of the year that to me it's a combination of things it is dreams coming true but it's also a shift around the system and structure that will have to happen before those dreams come true so it's a lot of shift this year around ideology around ownership of your own portion of things and change in systems and structures as well as feeling Mm -hmm. like your needs are being met and your emotional life is given fair uh, time okay and okay, so anyway, sounds that's, positive because sometimes with the squares and Pluto, it, I get nervous, you know? I understand. And you also have Venus at 28 Aries. So it is a lot of, it's a grand or a, a cardinal cross in your chart. And that's a lot of intense energy around culmination of things, but it is getting towards the end of that whole energy. It's been going on, like I said, since 2015 when that initiation of the cardinal cross was going on. And now the energies are at late degrees of those signs. So people with Libra, Capricorn, Cancer, and Aries in their chart at late degrees will feel this energy more and more uh, pointedly, I should say. Okay. Um, with thank that being you said, so much. I have to wrap up the show. So thank you. For okay. Calling. No problem. I appreciate it. Later. Yeah, you're okay. welcome. All right. Take care. Okay. That's the show for the week. Uh, tune in next week and we'll talk more about the ask. Astrology of the week. Take care. Bye. Hi, this is Shelley. Thank you for joining us this week. To contact me for a private reading, go to angeliczodiac.com under the readings tab. Background music was provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com 
with additional music by Tracy Coriel at tracyland.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. Music provided on show-by-show basis will be credited within the body of the show. For more info on my art, go to ShellyOverton.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-O-V-E-R-T-O-N.com. Merch and other astrological art can be found at astroart.net. To purchase my ebook, Learn Astrology, you can find it at angeliczodiac.com, including discounts. Be sure to check back next week and subscribe through iTunes at Astro Energy Astrology Show.